handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. On with us, very special guest, friend of the show, Mr. Zach Hicks of StampedeBlue.com. Zach, it's been a bit, man. How are you? Doing all right. Just ran home from my store inventory at my day job, so a little worn out, but uh, I'm excited for the weekend, excited for the draft, uh, excited for... Yeah, talk some football with you here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it sounds like we both can add a full day. Just, you know, we were joking off air, just like doing taxes, doing all this fun adult <laughs> stuff. It's great. Um, but yeah, Zach, like you mentioned, man, uh, drafts coming up less than three weeks now. Can't believe we're almost to this point now. Um, and the Colts have a lot of decisions, a lot of holes they need to fill per se in this draft. So I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of have a, a kind of a two part video here, you know, first off looking at, okay, what's it going to take for the Colts to just stay at 21? Who are some prospects in your mind that you're like, okay, if this guy's available, the Colts just need to pick him. And then also on the flip side, you know, what are some scenarios that the Colts maybe are like, ah, you know, we need to kind of trade down, get some more picks. And we feel like we can get some of the guys, uh, with maybe not the same value, but you know, pretty good value and also acquire some more guys there. So for this, for the sake of this video, we'll start with some players or some situations in your mind that would make the Colts stay at 21, not trade out and maybe, you know, get a player there that they really value high. So what are some scenarios or some players? We'll start with some players that you think uh, really need to be there. And some guys that you really are high on that you think if that guy's sitting there, the Colts need to definitely pounce on that at 21 yeah you know I, I i think with this draft it's a lot different than past drafts where i feel like you know like we usually have a good amount of guys who are there in the late first round that look really interesting you know guys who you would probably want in that late first round range where in this class i feel like there's a huge drop off after the top 10 12 50, like like probably 10 to 15 guys in this class i feel like there's quite a drop off you know i don't think there's a lot of top tier talent in this class. I think it's a lot more centered in that like late day two, early day three range. So there's not really many guys who I think are going to be there at uh, 21 who I could be like, okay, I, I won't trade back to get those guys. Um, maybe have a couple guys slip, you know, Christian Darisol is the type of guy who I, I would probably take there at 21. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, I would probably take at 21 there. Uh, both those guys just make a lot of sense for what the Colts want at left tackle. Uh, in terms of edge rushers, I think, uh, Jalen Phillips and, and Quiddy Pay, I think, are just really like two ones that I would easily lock in at, uh, at pick 21. And then any of those top receivers, they fall, you know, probably any of those top three guys. Uh, I also probably consider uh, LSU's uh, Terrace Marshall there at 21 as well. I'm, I'm really, really high on him. But uh, yeah, any of those top three guys, you know, the two Alabama guys, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell. Uh, or Jamar Chase, which won't happen. He won't be there, obviously. But, right. uh, you know, if any of those guys were to fall to 21, I'd probably send that pick in as well. But outside of that, there, there's really not too many guys in this class I'd take at 21 outside of trading back. Maybe J.C. Horn as well. I, I really like J.C. Horn. He's my quarterback one in this class. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm team trade back. I think there, there's so much value in that mid middle part of this draft that I just want to have more picks there. 
Mm, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So who are some guys there? Say, say you do trade back, you know, who are some guys there maybe? And how, first off, how far would you trade back? And then who are some guys at that spot that you'd really want the Colts to consider? You know, th- th- there's, there's a wild, wide range of possibilities, you know, like preferably you'd want to stay in the first round, you know, you want to go to maybe pick 28, 29, 30, and, and kind of keep that fi- that first round pick. That way you can also have that, that fifth year option on some guys, you know, that, that fifth year option is big. Uh, that's why you see teams trade into that like 28 to 32 range every single year. Uh, so yeah, you preferably want to stay in that, but you know, if you get a trade like what Washington offered the Colts a couple years ago, uh, where it was the 34th pick of that draft, plus a second round pick the next year and another pick, you know, I could see it being hard to turn down, uh, you know, a situation like that. I know Colts fans would hate that because, you know, you're not gaining extra capital in this one draft and you'd feel like you're not getting that value. But in the next year, you could turn into a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. and it could work out. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it just depends on what the offers are. Uh, but preferably, I'd probably want to aim to, again, like that 28, 29, 30 range, then look for maybe a, t- a left tackle that's a little bit of a teardrop, like like Alex Leatherwood would make a lot of sense for the Colts there. Um, you know, end of the first round, you know, you could take a shot on, uh, again, a receiver like Terrace Marshall. Uh, he might be there in the, in the later first round. Uh, there's there's a lot of corners in this class. Greg Newsom might be there. Uh, so there are cu- quite a few guys where if you move back to the late 20s or even to the early 30s or even the 40s in the second round, I think there's quite a few guys that really fit the Chris Ballard and, and Colts mold that that makes sense for this team. Mm. Yeah, I saw the uh, somebody posted a couple of days ago, like the teams with the least amount of picks. The Colts were in there with only six picks this year. How likely do you think it is that Ballard acquires picks? I mean, he seems like he's a guy that's <laughs> always I mean, he's been quoted saying, man, I like them picks. So how uh, I guess how likely do you feel like it is for the Colts to trade back and acquire some picks? Oh, I, I'd probably put the over under at trade backs being two or three. With, with the Colts in this class. I mean, I, I don't even want to say I'd lock in 21 to being a trade back because we know we, we're, I, I'd say we're pretty confident that that offensive tackle is going to be like their first pick in this, in this draft, uh, whether that's at 21 or in a trade back. So maybe they'll stay at 21 if, if a tackle falls there. But yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely think that second round pick is going to be a trade back, probably the first round one as well. Um, we might see a couple trade ups later in the draft, depending on how much he gets back. But you know, it's Chris Barrow. He'll trade back. He'll he'll grab more more value. You know, he loves picking. I, I believe I don't know if he said it on with the first with the next pick or if he said it in another interview. But you know, a, a lot of NFL teams, not just the Colts, they view pretty much like picks twenty to picks forty in that same tier. You know, that that's kind of a very similar tier. So to Chris Barrow, something he's done really really smart in the draft over the last couple of years is I'm okay with moving from twenty one to thirty four and picking up more value because those guys are all so closely tiered. And, and I believe when they, when they traded back in, I want to say 2019 uh, and they got Rocky sin at pick 34, he was a, he was right. He was their guy. They were going to take in the first round. If they didn't trade back, hmm. but because they traded back, they, they still grabbed him and they, and they gained that extra value was turning to Michael Pittman jr. So yeah, I, I would say it's way more likely that that first round pick and second round pick are on the trade block and, and end up getting traded than not. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's just so Chris Ballard. Like he gives him, he's like giving himself more shots, right? Like mm-hmm. if one doesn't work out, okay, like that sucks. But like we have all these other second round picks. I mean, that's just the beauty of Ballard. He may not always hit on guys, right? But he more often than not, he gives himself a good fighting chance, which I always love. That um, I'm curious, you know, kind of looking at some of these picks. 
feels like the, the Colts every single year have a pick that we're kind of like, whoa, where did this come from? Last year was Jonathan Taylor, right? We're just like, wow, running back in the second round. You know, maybe that doesn't happen this year to that extreme. Are there any positions, though, that you think maybe Colts fans and, you know, just draft fans in general looking at the Colts maybe aren't thinking is a need, but Ballard might look at it and be like, yeah, we're going to take this guy here because he's the best guy in the, on the board, kind of like they did with Jonathan Taylor last year. Yeah, I think uh, two that make sense in a, in a way that, you know, people probably aren't thinking about. I think one is linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Bobby Okereke moving to Mike. Outside of Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke, you really don't have much experience in that linebacker group. You know, Zara, Zara Franklin is probably their starting Sam right now, maybe EJ Speed, but those guys are, you know, day three guys who have been special teamers their entire career. Uh, so, you know, if you get a guy like, say, Baron Browning there, uh, in the second round, say they trade back into the 40s or something like that, and Baron Browning's right there, or maybe in the 30s. Uh, I could definitely see that being a pick. You know, he's a guy who could start at Sam early, and you could use him in a lot of ways. He could even rush off the edge. Hmm. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think linebacker could be definitely something they draft much higher than we expect. Uh, you know, preferably I'd want that to be a day three pick, but we could definitely see, you know, that that coming a lot earlier. And then I think another one that might shock people is safety. Uh, I think the Colts want to get back to those three safety looks because if you think about last year when they took Julian Blackman, it was with the mindset like, hey, if, if Malik Hooker is not brought back, we have this replacement. Hmm. But when they took him, they planned on playing all three of those guys this last year. It's just it just happened, you know, to be where Julian Blackman got healthy and Malik Hooker towards Achilles right at the same time, and they had that fill in. But they wanted to play all three of those guys, so I, I could definitely see them taking a third safety a lot earlier than we expect. You know, maybe in that maybe if they trade back and they get an extra third, you know, maybe another pick in the third round or even the fourth round, which people might think is a little early for a safety. Hmm. Uh, they don't really have a reliable guy behind those top two guys, even though those top two guys are so great. Uh, we saw last year when when Kari Willis went down with an injury, Tavon Wilson came in. It just wasn't very good when yeah. <laughs> when when they needed him to be. So I think getting a, a, a valued player at that third safety spot is a bigger need than most people think, and I feel like the Colts are going to address that in this draft. Yeah, and some other needs for the Colts um, – you know, pass rushers, obviously, we would say maybe one of the biggest needs. Yeah, It feels like we've been saying that for the past how many years. Uh, where do you stand on pass rusher? Because you have a couple guys you invested second-round picks into the last few years. You also brought back Al-Kadim Muhammad, and you have Isaac Rochelle, who you brought in. Where do you stand at pass rush right now? I think it's the biggest need in the whole roster right now. Uh, you know, left tackle is obviously huge because you need to have somebody there. But with how deep this offensive tackle class is, and you also have – I don't want to say great options on the roster, but you know, you, you have the option of moving Quentin Nelson out. If you have to, you have the option of putting Sam Tevy in there who isn't great by any means, but next to Quentin Nelson is quick passing scheme. He could probably be passable. Uh, I, I think pass rusher is huge. I mean, we saw in the playoff game against the bills, you know, the Colts were going toe to toe with one of the top teams in the league, but they just couldn't get home at all against Josh Allen. And, hmm. and, you know, DeForest Buckner is one of the best defensive players in football, but you need to have some sort of consistent edge pressure for him to really be dominant. So, yeah, I, I think they really need to get a good edge rusher. You know, obviously they had the, the two young guys in Kamoko Ture and Ben Banigou. And, and, you know, I fully believe in both those guys hitting their potential. But, you know, we're at the point where Ture is going into year four, Banigou's going into year three. Hmm. They haven't really produced too much at the NFL level. And you can't – so you can't really count on them being guys yet. You know, you, you can hope for them. You want to get them on the field. You'll play them if they have great, you know, great practices and great training camps. But – they can't be your answer to the position right now. And then when you look at guys like uh, Al-Qaeda Muhammad and, and Isaac Rochelle, they're, they're, 
I don't want to call them Jags, but you know, they're kind of just guys, you know, great, great effort players, good run defenders. They're not going to offer you much in the past game. I think Alkadim Muhammad was in the bottom half of the NFL in, in pass rush productivity last year for pro football focus. Isaac Rochelle was like the third worst defensive end in the NFL in pass rush pro- productivity according to pro football focus. So you, yeah, you can't really count on those guys being, you know, your top guys. So hopefully Bandigu and Ture break out and, and we get to, you know, enjoy that. But, you know, until that happens, you really have to try to focus on addressing uh, pass rusher. You know, not, not just edge player. Pass rusher is what it needs right. to be. Uh, and, and there's a lot of good options in this class, and I'd be shocked if they don't at least bring somebody in to compete. Mm. Yeah, that's the whole thing they've done is that competition. And it's just like you have all these guys with potential. I mean, throw Taekwon Lewis in there to a degree. Yeah. Uh, but none of them have stepped up and fully become that number one guy. So I agree. you got to keep tinkering with it until you figure it out. Um yep. Let's talk about tight end, though, because a lot of people aren't talking about tight end, but the Colts, it's been rumored that they're looking for a playmaking tight end. You know, some people, there's been some rumors around Zach Ertz, but obviously hasn't been released by the Eagles yet. Haven't really heard a lot on that front. Is there any tight ends maybe that you're looking at that you're like, that would be a really good fit with Indianapolis' system? Yeah, you know, obviously the top four guys, I mean, Kyle Kyle Pitts is not happening, but, uh, you know, outside that's just there's Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State. There's Brevin Jordan from Miami and Tommy Tremble from from Notre Dame. Uh, those guys would all be great fits in the Colts. I mean, all in different ways. You know, Tremble's a great blocker and he has the potential to be a good pass catcher. Uh, Fryermuth is an absolute freak and I think he'd just be a great fit. And Brevin Jordan, even though he didn't test great, I think would be a great fit in what the Colts do with their offense. But you know, tight end's weird because we've seen with Chris Ballard over the years with this roster is it's not that he doesn't even draft tight ends. It's that he doesn't even roster tight ends who were drafted in the first Mm. place. You know, I mean, outside of Eric Ebron, every single tight end who has been on the Colts roster at some point, like Hale Hentges, Jack Doyle, Mo Alley-Cox, Eric Swope, uh, Trey Burton, none of them have ever been drafted. You know, it it just doesn't seem like it's like, that's probably a lot more coincidence with some of those other guys. But, uh, you know, Chris Ballard, I don't know if he really values the tight end position as a draft position. Uh, so I could definitely see him targeting it on day three, but that always kind of gives me pause when I look at guys on day two, like like guy like Tommy Tremble, because uh, even if you go back to to the Chiefs days with Chris Ballard, he didn't really draft tight ends. I think they drafted Travis Kelsey in the second round, but besides that, it was just really never a position they drafted. Uh, so we'll have to see with that. Maybe he breaks the trend and he does draft one this year. And and you know I keep bringing up Tremble. I think that would just be an outstanding fit for what the Colts do and what they want other tight ends to be kind of versatile in the pass and run game. Um, but outside of that, you know, on day three, there's a couple guys that I I really like, you know, Kylan Granson out of SMU, I think is a really good move tight end type player. You know, he might be limited just to pass downs, but he's a good player. Uh, and then also the UCF wide receiver, maybe turned tight end Jacob Harris, uh, who ran a four, three, seven at his pro day. Uh, I think he was like a six, five, one, three cone as well. So just an absolute freak athlete. Uh, Dane Brugler mentioned in his, uh, in his, his the beast draft guide that uh, Harris might be moving tight end in the NFL. So that that's another really interesting option there, but you know, they can play around with it. You know, when you have two really good ones already and you kind of just need that receiving threat type, or maybe just another young guy in there, you can kind of play around with it. So there's a lot of things they can do with that spot. Absolutely. There's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Colts address all these positions, like I said earlier. So um, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I mean, honestly, I'm just kind of to this point with Chris Ballard where I'm like, 
I'm expecting him to make a move in a position. I'm just not even expecting at all. <laughs> or a prospect, I'm just like, I've never heard of that person before. But he just knows, man. He has it. He's had him had this guy on the board from day one. It's just kind of how he works. But uh, final question for you, Zach, more of a personal question. How are you going to be enjoying the draft this year? Probably just crack open some beers on my couch and, <laughs> and <laughs> hey. try to be stress-free as I can. Because, you know, part of me feels like I don't even have to worry about the first round because I don't. No, like I'm 50 50. They even make a pick in the first round this year, uh, you know, or if they do, I'm pretty confident it's going to be a left tackle. So it's not going to be something that everyone's, you know, everyone will kind of be like, Oh, cool. Left tackle. It won't be like this, you know, it won't be like Michael Pittman jr. Pick last year. Everyone lost their mind or, or Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, uh, yeah you know, I, I'm just going to enjoy it. I, I luckily I don't have any kind of writing requirements where I have to write every single pick as they happen. Like some sites do. Uh, so hopefully it's a stress-free night for me. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I hope you enjoy it, man. It should be a lot of fun this year and, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course, man. All right. Take care. Thanks guys. That'll do it for this one. And as always go Colts.